Okay, uh, here we go. All right. This is Gary Goldman, and you're listening to me on PF's tape recorder. Or I could say, this is Gary Goldman, comedian, and you're listening to PF's tape recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Jackie Cashian discusses her family's reaction to her brand new CD and DVD. This will make an excellent horcrux, particularly the reaction of her father. Because the Horcrux album is got a lot of super sort of personal stuff on it, more so than the previous two albums. And I thought he might talk about some of the stuff I do. Instead, he only talked about the two jokes that were about him. We'll hear more from Jackie in just a few minutes. We also have another edition of I Thought It Was Funny and some professional comedy from Gary Goldman. You can get his new CD for free. I'm going to tell you how you can do that. But first, as always, fake news. And now fake news with me. By a nearly two-to-one margin, Missouri voters this week strengthened their state's right to keep and bear arms constitutional provision with Amendment 5, which passed with 61% approval, while 39% voted against the measure. Pro-gun folks celebrated by going into the streets and, well, you know, shooting guns into the air. Target Corporation has broken with past allies and come out in support of same-sex marriage. The company joined other corporations like Starbucks and Apple in backing the issue. Target Executive Vice President of Human Resources Jody Kolsak took to the company's blog to explain Target's decision by saying, Gay people buy a lot of stuff on our stores. Chrissy Teigen had a little bit too much fun at Dodger Stadium. Supermodel Chrissy Teigen 28 threw out the first pitch at the Angels vs. Dodgers game this past Tuesday in Los Angeles. And though the pitch was far from hitting 50-cent embarrassment levels, she did admit via Twitter that she was pretty drunk before hitting the mound, further explaining she was a big fan of former pirate ace Doc Ellis. Show me the money! Chloe and Kourtney Kardashian got into a bit of an argument in a new teaser video obtained by the Daily Mail for keeping up with the Kardashians in advance of Sunday's episode. I'm sorry, I just can't. Indio Downey, the 20-year-old son of actor Robert Downey Jr., has been charged with felony drug possession. The younger Downey was arrested June 29th after law enforcement officers saw him appear to smoke a pipe while riding in the passenger seat of a car in Los Angeles. When asked about how this will affect his son's future success, Robert Downey Jr. said, It's all part of the plan, man. And finally, Bill O'Reilly put the Fox News slogan to the test this week on the O'Reilly Factor, but never really came to a definitive conclusion. After a viewer said that he was tired of seeing smug liberals like Kristen Powers and Alan Combs on the network, O'Reilly jumped to their defense. Fair and balanced is the Fox News motto. If the liberal views are not represented, we'd be liars. So that's ridiculous, he said. Instead, we're just full of shit. And that's been Fake News with me. It's time for another installment of I Thought It Was Funny. This is the feature where I come across something silly, and even though it's hilarious, I really only have one joke for it, and uh, I can't make it into a larger bit or anything. So come with me now to the Facebook page of Ben Swan. Now, Ben Swan, I don't know if you know, you might have heard of him around the country. He's from uh, here in Cincinnati. Well, not from here. He used to work here. He was a local news anchor, and he left that gig to uh, start the uh, some other website thing. Uh, Truth and Media is his, is his deal. And uh, he's one of these libertarian dudes, kind of like Stossel, but more political, I guess, or Stossel's more social economic. Anyway, um, so anyway, and Swan's not crazy, 
but some of the people that work for him I kind of question. So here's the big headline from uh, one of his contributors, Barry Donegan. Unprecedented German general appointed chief of staff of U.S. Army Europe. Okay, well, it's sort of unprecedented. Um, this German general uh, named Marcus Lobenthal, is, I guess he's going to be in command of U.S. forces, but in Germany. So, I mean, we're in their country, and he'll be commanding these forces. And uh, unprecedented. Well, I guess it's unprecedented for that position, but not unprecedented for the U.S. military, because you see, <laughs> guess what I did? That's right, I looked it up. And uh, our founding father, the great General George Washington, didn't have a problem with this. He was born Gilbert de Mortier de Lafayette, a direct descendant of bold French knights who fought in the Crusades and alongside Joan of Arc. During the American Revolution, he became one of George Washington's most trusted commanders. In charge of American forces. Okay, so we'll look on the bright side, Mr. Donegan. Uh, they could have appointed a Frenchman. Hey, I thought it was funny. Okay, and for suffering through that, you now get a reward. You get some professional comedy from the very funny Gary Goldman. But first, I want to explain uh, what Gary is up to, because this is very exciting. You can actually get Gary's whole comedy CD, No Can Defend, free from his website. You just go to GaryGullman.com. Goldman is with one L. Uh, Gary is with one R. And uh, you go to the news section, and then he'll explain to you what he is up to. Basically, he wants you to download his CD for free and share it with your friends and play it for them. And then hopefully get some buzz going where you live, and then you can you know, have maybe the local comedy club or comedy theater uh, bring Gary to your town because he is very hilarious. And as he explained to us on episode 113, I was kind of surprised to learn this. He said, uh, I need to be a little more famous in order to be able to go to a lot of other places. And I thought he was kidding. And really, I guess outside of uh, the northeast part of the country and, and maybe uh, um, select places like Minneapolis and California, he isn't as widely known as he should be, which is crazy because he is absolutely hilarious. If you go to Netflix, you can see uh, his special... I think it's called In This Economy, and it's uh, it has some of the similar bits that are on the No Can Defend CD, and he's explained on the website that he will not be doing any of those jokes when he comes to your town this fall, unless at the end of the show where he takes requests, you shout one out, he will be happy to do it. So I've decided to play for you uh, one of my favorites from No Can Defend. It's also on In This Economy. Uh, this is about the old uh, Discman CD players, and here it is right now. So I was exercising today. There was a man on the machine next to me, listening to a disc man. <laughs> Today. I, I didn't recognize it initially. They're much bigger than you remember. Much big, much bigger. I thought he was listening to a pizza. Huge, huge. And th don't get me wrong, I had a disc man. Was anybody getting me wrong? I had a... Well, don't. I had a disc man. This is how long ago I got my disc man. I paid $188 for my disc man. $188. I could go over to Rite Aid right now with $188 and bring back a disc man for everyone in this room. In fact, if you'll reach under your seats, everyone. One eighty-eight. <laughs> it did come loaded. I will say that you got, you got all the bells and the whistles. It came, it wow. It had all the sweet features. Bass boost. You betcha. You bet it had bass boost. If at any time you thought to yourself, is that all the bass? 
boost. Oh, oh, false alarm, everyone. False alarm. Plenty more bass where that bass came from. Oh, an abundance of bass. It had anti-shock. Pivotal. The indispensable anti-shock, because if you were strong enough to jog while carrying this manhole cover, this Olympic discus, then, then the disc would not skip for the minute the batteries lasted while in anti-shock mode. You, you ran out with musical accompaniment. You came back just holding a big hubcap. It was useless. But the sweetest feature on the disc, man, when VH1 does the top three features on the disc, man. <laughs> Number three, bass boost. Number two, anti-shock. When we come back, we're gonna tell you the number one feature on the Discman right after these words from Proactive. By the way, Proactive, are you kidding me? It is the only thing that they advertise like that and it works. Have you ever had a friend who had horrible skin and then went on Proactive and it's, it's dramatic and you can't say anything because they'll feel horrible about themselves? Because you can't say, listen, you looked like a pineapple. I gotta be honest with you. you you were Manuel Noriega-esque. But now, I mean, you're like a young Winona Ryder. You are breathtaking and not pineapple at all. All right, we're back. We've been counting down the top features on the Discman. Number three was bass boost. Number two was anti-shock. And the number one feature on the Discman, shuffle. Shuffle... Shuffle, had you been playing at home, I hope you wrote down shuffle. Shuff, get the shuffle. You do not know what in the Sam Hill is coming up next when you hit shuffle on a disc band. What in dang tarnation is coming up next? Every time a song ends, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, oh, which one of these songs is gonna come up next? Which one of these 10 songs? will entertain me next. If it's Rocket Man again, I'll shit myself. I will lose my mind. And it's Rocket Man. Oh my God, it's Rocket Man. What are the chances? What are the chances? 10%. 10 0.1, 1/10, also acceptable. Okay, so I almost played uh, the Netflix bit, and uh, you're just going to have to go to Gary Goldman's website and grab that for yourself, or go watch it on Netflix. And again, spread the word, get Gary to your town, he's a friend of the show. And uh, now we're going to head on into the interview with Jackie Cation, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey folks, remember this? Dear Joey, getting my hair done. Be back at 3.30. Please go to Lawson's and pick up bread, lunch meat, potato salad, and pop. And if you want... Or this. We have fresh ideas at Red Barn, like a salad bar for you. This is the third time my husband went back to the salad bar. Or how about this? One time, 
Well, Home Shirts has all of your vintage apparel needs, recalling all the great brands and restaurants of yesteryear, particularly from the cities of Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and St. Louis, but also from brands around the country. Just head to homeshirts.com and check out all of our vintage apparel needs, including restaurants, stores, great sports teams. Check it out, and when you order specifically from Home Shirts Cleveland, we make a couple of bucks, and we really appreciate it. Unique fashions for guys and gals. Jackie Cation is a hilarious stand-up comedian and good friend of the show. She is out touring the country this fall, promoting her brand new critically acclaimed DVD and CD. This will make an excellent horcrux. Here now is our conversation with Jackie Cation. Well, How's it going? Good. Well, we're doing this for both the big uh, print feature in City Beat and for the podcast, of course, since I've uh, got you on the line. And uh, the last time we spoke was just back in December, but um, you were about to record This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux, and uh, I guess a lot has happened since then. It's true. That uh, that came out. Um, I did um, a, a video shoot of it, and then I released it pretty quick. Um, video and yeah. audio. I did a, one of those five dollar downloads for at, at allthingsrecords.com slash Jackie. Uh, but for all things comedy with which is the Bill Burr El Magical yeah. podcast. We had Al on last week or two weeks oh, ago. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I those guys did it for me. They 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 did the downloadable part of it. I shot it at Acme in Minneapolis. Yep. December, like the week of Christmas. And then by early March, it was edited and ready to drop, audio, wow. uh, video-wise. And then a month later, I put out the album version of it. This will make an excellent Horcrux because my soul is in it. Yes. And uh, and so uh, it's been going really well, actually. Everyone's been very supportive. Yes, I've heard nothing of good things about it, uh, and I hate to say I haven't seen it yet. Oh, that's, that's fine. I don't that's know that. why, <laughs> which is crazy because uh, my wife and I like to watch uh, comedy at night. Once we've soured on sitcoms, she goes, is there any comedians we can watch? And I'm always like, just go to Netflix, you know, and bring something up. But we got to uh, we got to grab your special and download that. Yeah, I wish it were on Netflix streaming. Uh, Maria's new special, the special, special, special. You know, Maria, Bam- yeah. you know, Maria Bamford's new special from oh, yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on Netflix streaming now. Okay. So you got you you could stream that guy that 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 one that one's a good one. Okay, are you doing laundry or something? Or it's there's this sink has got some sort of leak in it. Oh, can I call you right back? Uh, sure, if you like. All right, I'll call you right back. Okay. Now. Okay, I think that solved it. Good. All right. So uh, anyway, so um, you're you're um touring around for the summer. Um, and how did this uh, gig in Cincinnati come about? Because uh. Uh, this isn't really a, a venue that's known for having comedy. In fact, I don't think I've ever actually been there. No friends have been there. But um, how did this gig come about? Well, it's funny. Uh, a friend of mine named Erin Foley, great comic, um, she was working with this with this pr- promoter woman, and she said, can I introduce you to her? And I said, sure. And so this incredibly prolific and hardworking woman named Nancy Heflin, I believe is her name, and... Um, she was like, you know, I can get you, you know, th- these could be weird one-offs of 
of different cities that I never get to work. Like I never get to go to Ohio. So I'm in I'm in Cincinnati and I'm in Columbus and I'm in Dayton. Yeah, I saw that on the uh, tours. At least uh, one night only, a one night stand. So. Yeah, yeah, they're just one night, and they're and they're kind of like they're different kinds of venues. There's you know there's there's a couple of different ways to do stand up comedy. There's one nighter runs that are booked by uh, you know people who book one nighter runs. Yeah, like uh, Yoder and Muller and um, there's a thousand Tribble. Anyway, there's a bunch of people, <laughs> Sobel, and then there's this sort of thing where it's sort of a collaborative effort to bring one comic to like a music venue, and I think Doug Stanhope started doing it by himself yeah, back yeah. in the 90s, mm-hmm. and then I know that guys like um, like Kyle Kinane, uh, Jim Florentine, and Jim Florent, yeah, they just started, they were like, well, do you, would you guys want to do stand-up? And <laughs> so yeah. it's it's an exciting it's it's like a it's like one of these one nighters I did in the in the nineties, except for much better or like not better organized because those are incredibly well organized. They're like well oiled clocks years later. Yeah. But yeah. they're they're better paying and they're just more kind of exciting. I don't know why. Maybe the venues. Yeah, I I think it's um yeah, I think of that that format though. It, it, I think it, that really uh, suits you. Uh, wh- who are you going to bring as your feature? You know what? I don't. I don't. Uh, I didn't bring anyone. Oh. Maybe it's just going to be me for an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Or maybe Nancy knows somebody. Uh, in other news, uh, maybe I should look into that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Um, uh, I don't have twenty minutes. I got a, like uh, a solid five, and I got a I got a mushy <laughs> ten. I could probably. Well, maybe uh, we could talk about some local comics that uh, you know. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, great people. Um, if uh, another lady that'd be good, Kelly Collette would be really good. Oh, that's cool. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah I'd, uh, I'd her... love to meet some some funny la- locals too. Oh yeah, yeah, I got tons and tons. I can email you a whole list of people. Okay, and I think you know Nancy might have a plan too. Oh yeah, so. yeah, I'm sure. Because I know some places, uh, like I know the the place who played across the river. Sometimes they'll they'll have their own feature set up. Like yeah. when, we, when we saw Emo, uh, the, they booked this feature separately. It was a real funny gal from Pittsburgh. Um, but then sometimes, you know, it, it, they let you bring your own. I don't know. It's just the, the, the tipsy, topsy-turvy world of stand-up comedy. Exactly. There is no right way to do it, I guess. I and guess uh, the weirdly, there seems to be a wrong way to do it. Oh, my God, yes. And you've talked about that before, and Jimmy Dore has, how people that you would think would know how to run a comedy club have actually <laughs> no idea how to run a comedy club. Right. They mean well. Everyone means well. I guess, yeah, yeah. They just, you know, treat it like any other thing, you know? They just don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. So, will um, the the stuff you're doing when you come to Cincinnati, will it be a lot of stuff like the hits from Horcrux, or is this going to be all new stuff because you want to that kind of buries that hour now that it's been encased in amber, and or how's that going to work? Um, I would say... You know, I I don't pretend to be a Stuart Lee or a Louis C.K. and write a new hour every year. So it'll be it'll be hits from all of my albums. Oh, cool! Yeah, I'll be doing everything from you know ten years ago. I just did a run with Brian Regan. That's down right. In yeah, Florida. yeah, yeah. I heard you talking and, about that on your show. Oh yeah, and there was no um, and his his people. And there are tens of thousands of them. They are hilariously numerous. Um, 
they've never they've never even heard of me. So I go deep into the vault. Oh, good. And I'm like, well, let's introduce you yeah. to the Jackie Cation of 1997, <laughs> and then also do my favorite bits of 2015. You oh, know, which have, you uh, are not done yet. Ah, so, okay. 2015. All right, so so still still hammering away. Yeah, the the. The stuff that came out in De- in, in um, that I shot in December that came out April first, um, I'll still do a bunch of that stuff. And and since and since December, I've probably written another ten minutes. But who knows what I'll do? Right? Yeah. But um, it'll all. I promise you, it will be funny. It'll oh, yeah. all work out, folks. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got looking at some high quality comedy. Here, it's wherever all fine. You're, wherever you're going, exactly. I was going to tell you that um, one of the. Um, I think it's more of a not really a, a joke of yours, more of a tag of yours has, has worked its way into our family lexicon. Uh, oh. Whenever we're going into uh, a restaurant or something that or a fast food place, and there's an option of just getting the food or sitting down, I'll mm-hmm. I'll say whenever I'll say, well, why don't we just go in and sit down like Christians? Yes, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, like Christians. So, let's do this. Like people. Exactly. They bring you the food over and over again. An, an homage to your joke about your dad. Uh, exactly, and the McDonald's. coffee. Yes, yes. So. And uh, my <laughs> daughter loves that, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my dad hates that joke. Uh, <laughs> he insists that he does not own that outfit. And so there's a picture. If you buy a hard copy of my CD or my DVD, you uh, get uh, the hard copy of the of the CD DVD case, which has a picture of my father on it, which was my way of saying, I'm still doing that joke. <laughs> which is a, a signature bit almost. Right. Well, it's funny because when I talked to him right after it came out, he was like, well, send me a copy of it. And so I sent him because, uh, and I thought, because the Horcrux album is got a lot of super sort of personal stuff on it. Um, more so than the previous two albums. And, I thought he might talk about some of the stuff I do. Instead, he only talked about the two jokes that were about him. Huh. He was like, first of all, I would never hit on a woman like that. You <laughs> cannot hit on a woman by saying, is this enough food for a single man? <laughs> you never mention that you are a single man. And I said, well, Dad, maybe I tightened it up, but I swear <laughs> to God, that's what you said to me. And, he, and then he proceeded to tell me the longest story of how of how he's like, I'll tell you how I hit on a woman at the grocery store. First of all, you got to check out her cart. Does she have kids? You don't want to talk to her if she has kids. Are there a lot of yogurts in it? <laughs> and and then he goes, and then you go up to him with a with a, you just you just start talking to him in the frozen food aisle and you say stuff like, this is uh this seems to be uh really cheap these these frozen food items. Seems like, uh, but how are the portions? You know, I live alone. <laughs> and he said, you tell him you live alone. And I said, to imply that you are a widower? And he goes, exactly. Oh. And then I suggest that they, that I buy a chicken and they make it for, for me at either their apartment or <laughs> my own. <laughs> and I was like, wow, dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's too long of a story for me to tell on stage. Yeah, but yeah. It's very, very funny. That guy needs to write a book. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> it there would be go. the best. Now, when this was still in the planning stages, that you, uh, the was it uh, Al and Bill that had questions about calling it? This will make an excellent horror crux. I know you got a little, got a little static for that. Oh, it was uh, Dan Schlissel over at Stand Up Records. He's okay. the guy. Stand Up Records put out the album. Okay. All things comedy. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, they put out the video. And um, Dan was like, 
I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I said, it is a Harry Potter joke. And he said, oh, it's kind of obscure. And I said, we will not be discussing the title. The title is the title. Yeah. And uh, and the people who get it will get it. The people who don't get it will be like, I don't get it. And it's fine because there's not that many Harry Potter references on the album. There might be one, might be two. I think there's a Mad Eye Moody joke in there. Uh, I think I got a, a, a couple of Lord of the Rings jokes, and I got a Magic the Gathering reference. So, those are <laughs> those are the dork references that you should look for when you buy. This will make an excellent Horcrux. Well, speaking of, see, I get the joke, but on a different level. I get it only because. I know that it's. I just know generically that it's a Harry Potter reference, and just mm-hmm. from your work with your podcast, The Dork Forest, mm-hmm. knowing your mo, then then I get it. Even though I don't exactly know what a Horcrux is, I just know oh, it's a Harry Potter reference. A, She's oh, all, right, about right. The, all about Which the Dork is, Forest. There you go. That's all I need. And the art is so amazing. The woman Jenny Fine did the art on the cover art for the yeah, it's a cool cover. Album. And it's in the Harry Potter books. There is a mirror, and it is the mirror of desire. It is called the mirror of Erised. Because J.K. Rowling is a simple woman of the people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're young adult books. <laughs> so when Harry Potter looks in the mirror of Erised, he sees his family, which has passed away. Um, when I, it, She has drawn this thing where I'm looking in the mirror of Erised, and in my hand is my own album, but in my real hand, there's no album. Wow. It's pretty deep. Man. I was going to say, it's, you, can, you can go down the rabbit hole on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've been very polite. Let's talk about NFL history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, Which is your episode of the Dork Forest. Yes, I, uh, I still link people to that. And uh, I'm also available to talk about the new wave music because uh, especially now this, this new book came out that everyone's excited about. Uh, it's called Mad World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the title with me at the moment. I think i got to go back upstairs. It's about um, uh, the new the, these two authors... Uh, decided what the top 30 well not the top 32 songs were but they picked 32 songs that they thought representative of the decade and then ha- went and talked to the artists about them and uh it's a great book um uh pardo inadvertently turned it, turned me on to it but pat francis tweeted me and said i was going to enjoy uh the upcoming episode of the rock solid podcast which is his podcast because he, he had that guy on and i'm gonna interview oh, right. him next week now yeah so is pat francis is that the one he does with gary lucy or he used to gary lucy left Okay. And now it's a rotating host of April Richmond. Um, April Richardson, I mean. Um, I was going to say. Yeah, oh. Murray Valeriano, uh, Mike Siegel, and uh, who's the other gal? I can't remember. Um, okay. She lives in, I think she normally lives in Tennessee. I don't remember now. Wow, I can't remember. Uh, it's, I, but People just, should look it up. I should probably look it up. I probably can. I can just edit this out. Others. But, yeah, yeah um, and others can. They, exactly. They can. And uh, yeah, but it's uh, actually I could sound a lot better for them with a rotating host format because uh, they all bring a different style of uh, of music uh, okay. to to the show. Yeah, but they, and they knew I would be excited about uh, about the, the new, about the new wave music. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, uh, I did an episode about ska music that that Christy Stratton. Right there it is. <laughs> Christy. Christy Stratton. Yeah. Stratton. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah I did an episode about ska music. And I didn't. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about ska music, and now I know a little bit about ska music. Uh, ska fits into the new wave thing a little bit. Okay. With Madness and the Selector and all them. Okay. Yeah. All right. In fact, I was just talking to somebody who was all into that, or reading about somebody who was all into that. Oh, it's a. I heard an interview with Lily Allen. She's a pop star over in Britain, 
Yes, she is. Yes, and she was... I have uh, her first album. Oh, cool. Well, she was very influenced by Madness and the Selector and all. That's what her mom was listening to when she was little. That's the first Mm -hmm. music she heard, so there you go. It all comes full circle, doesn't it? It does. There you go. (laughs) So you said you're writing a new 10 minutes. What kind of things are are catching your fancy these days about uh, stuff to talk about? I know you still are in contact with most of your siblings, and uh, of course your your husband's a a good source of uh, material. Right. I have um, the new 10 minutes kind of, it's not, it's just more of the same, quite honestly. I mean, I tend to write the same kind of stuff, which is about my family and about um, being, like I, a lot of people write about their family and about about being married and about uh, living their lives. I too write about those things. And uh, I guess my perspective with the married stuff is how I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I've written a little more on that. There's there's probably a good six-minute chunk on that, on the Horcrux album. But I've, I've, I've expanded. The thing I'm working on right now is about... Because on the album, there's I do this thing about how everything I know about being in a relationship, I know from comedy. Right. right. From male comics talking about how to be married and what their wives are like. And so I know what kind of wife I don't want to be for male comics. Right. right. And then, and I, you know, with all comedy about marriage, none of it seems to be about how to be good at it. Oh yeah. It's unless you take the opposite side, because I was just, I was trying to think of like the sort of the three, cause I, what I do is I talk about the three jokes that guys tell about their wives. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they aren't, but they're this, same three jokes, and they're just about sex, money, and bitches. Yeah. And so with women, I was trying to think what were the three jokes that women tell about their husbands and boyfriends, and sometimes they're funny and sometimes they are not, and they're mostly, they're, they seem to be historically, from I've been trying to remember, is are they traditionally how freaking crazy they are? Like... Like, because there's, there's the one about how the sexiest thing a man could do is his chores. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? I mean, that yeah, seems yeah. to have been covered. Uh, <laughs> there's the whole thing. Oh, there was one other. I can't remember what it was. And then the third one was how they like to go through their husband's or boyfriend's uh, cell phones and web history. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, so this is more information of how not to be a crazy person. Because, <laughs> uh, first of all, I don't have time to go through my own emails. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I know, right? I'm certainly <laughs> not going through my husband's email. What do I care? It's like if, if you and, – and the thing is, is there's no, there's no elaborate stand-up comedy bit about how you trust your loved one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to do that bit, yeah. <laughs> but I think that there's comedy gold there if I can find it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, and you have a unique uh, background both from your immediate family uh, growing up in Milwaukee and then how you uh, uh, ended up with Andy, your husband. In the in the way of of that it's online dating or yeah all that and that that you you know you you know found and I I tell people this all the time my wife some of my wife's relatives are um. Uh, you know, are going that that same route, and uh, first of all, I guess the stigma is off of it a lot over the couple of years. And That's I because, said, "Well, look, you know, yeah. look at Jackie. She, you know, met a guy that really is a good fit for her. He's a game programmer, but he's not in the, in the entertainment business, and you know, it, it seems to be working out." And uh, 
Unless yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. It is genuinely like, and I'm <laughs> allow me to state something very serious and very weird right now, which is, I was in Isla Vista, which is that Santa Barbara where that kid shot up. Oh yeah, all, yeah. All those women mm-hmm. in uh, in California a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was there one week to the to the day that he shot it up, and. When he came out and he was talking about everything he hated and and how his life was so horrible because of women and and because nobody liked him, all I could think was, first of all, everyone, a lot of people have that problem. And then they they don't shoot things, it turns out. So, hey, cuckoo bird. But uh, the thing is, is what saved my life, I think what saved my, my relationship life was online dating. Because, you know, the way people, there are people who are really good with men. There are people that are really good with women, right? Right. Those people are like Superman to me. (laughs) I don't know. It's like they have some sort of crazy superpower because I, me hitting on guys was genuinely, not even kidding, standing next to them. (laughs) And trying to, like, use my powers to telekinesis. Occasionally, I would buy them things. I mean, it was seriously one of the most pathetic. But And I'm not alone. I mean, and guys do it all the time. They're like, well, I bought her drinks all night. Doesn't she know that I like her then? And you're like, maybe. But if she doesn't like you back, you just got someone drunk for free. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. And for me, I was buying guys, like, shirts and, <laughs> like, the dumbest you know, like what you know, it's the same thing. Like buying drinks for women. Women do that to men all the time. It's exactly the same. Yeah. And so online dating is so great because you both go in knowing that you're looking for someone who's willing to kiss you. Yeah. Right. You're like, is this something you would be willing to make out with? And when you <laughs> see each other, you go, no. <laughs> or, or you go, I don't know. Let's try again. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you go and you go for three or four dates, and then by the end of it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'd probably make out with you. Or you go, nope. And then <laughs> you, but the thing is, is you both go in not knowing that you don't that each of you do not want to just be friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So it's one of the greatest inventions, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like you said, you look back on the the alternative. What's the old joke? The old on WKRP, uh, they oh, when the that uh, is an old joke. This is gonna be an old joke. Yeah, uh, they're they one of the I guess this company that has a computer dating service. This is back in the late seventies. It's all new. It's gonna be a sponsor of the program. They want all the staff to fill out profiles. And Andy, the program director, refuses to do it. He says, "I'm not gonna have a computer decide uh, for me who I should date. I'm gonna meet women the old-fashioned way. I'm gonna pick them up in bars." Right, but that's right. not really you know as of, as it's, we found out over the years, not really uh, you know not not a much better process. No, it's it's a way to get laid occasionally if you're willing to take your life into your own hands as a lady. Yeah, but I tell you that that guy Andy from WKRP, yeah. he was exactly the superhero that I'm talking about. Like that's I mean just think about how many guys you know who can't pick up women in bars. Yeah. Just think about how many women you know, I mean, that I know. I was never, I was always the wingman. I was always the reason why my friend was not going home with you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who have been a cock block my entire yeah. life. But yeah. the, uh, um, it's completely, yeah. 
There's no. <laughs> See, I was always part of what we call a package deal. Oh, were you? Yeah, that's, that's what we used to call it. Date? So my, uh, well, no, my uh, my handsome friend, e- either of them, uh, a guy who grew up in <laughs> Cleveland or Pittsburgh, but they, they were the, the good-looking part, so the girls would gravitate to him, and the good-looking uh, of the pair of women we would be talking to would gravitate toward one of them, and then, you know, y- y- it's... It's part of the package, so it is. It's a right. it's a double date, yes, but not a double date that's been set up. It's like when when, when you meet people, and so instead of right. being a wingman, it's like, well, your wingman's got to go with my wingman, and right. It's, and it's we're essentially gonna... whoever has the most self confidence, right? Yeah. goes with the person with the other self confidence. Yeah, and then you're, and then the two people are like, I don't know how to do this. Did the, you want to hang out? Exactly. Yes. The wingman and the wing woman are left up to the fate of you know what happens mm-hmm. between between the pilots. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. So what else do you have coming up in your busy, busy schedule? I know I, I was looking at your schedule here through the rest of the year, and it looks like you're doing a couple of these one-off gigs. You'll be hanging out in Minneapolis, and uh, I'll have to have my friend Big Jim Lugers come see you. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I've um, I've been going since nonstop, I would say, since February. I worked with um, Brian Regan in February, and then I went to Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, I saw that then, on uh, Facebook. Yeah, and then I went... So it's been kind of an exciting year for me to do different kinds of stand-up in, in unforeseen venues. The fact that Brian Regan's people were like, would you ever want to open for Brian Regan? I'm like, are you out I'm of like, your yeah. mind? Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally. I would like to just stand next to Brian Regan and watch him perform. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And it was, it's been a, genuinely a learning experience just because the guy... He's uh turns out he's really good at stand up comedy. Yeah, I know, right? And and he's playing these rooms that are really big mm-hmm. that I'm only doing like 15 20 minutes in front of him sort of setting the the you know s- setting the and then and then he comes out and he does an hour and then he comes out and after he does he does the hour that he wants to do essentially, right? Right. And then he does he says, "Okay, so then you go back out and it's not an encore, so don't make them stand or do anything weird. Just say, do you want to see some more? And that's their cue that when I come back out, they can yell old bits. Oh, uh, okay. So cool. I wish Chappelle would do something like this, yeah. right? Because then, cause then everyone would get to yell the old bits that they want to hear him do, but he'd get to do the hour that he wants to work on, right? Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, Regan goes back out and they yell the bits and some of my favorite, like he'll, he'll explain to the people before he goes into the old bits. He's like, you know, one of the things about comedy is the element of surprise. Uh, I'm about to do a bit (laughs) that you're going to watch me do and then go, yep, that's how that bit goes. (laughs) And, uh, so that was fascinating. And then I went to Hong Kong for 10 days and did stand up there for a lot of expats. A lot of British, uh, Australian, Canadian, United States folk. Yep. yep. And that was weird only because they were super nice people, very smart, very great audiences, except for the fact that they had clearly never seen stand-up comedy before. Oh, weird. Because they got all the jokes, but I got this impression as they stared at me that they were going to each other, sort of non-verbally, is this what you thought it would be? (laughs) I thought it would be louder or more wiggly. No, huh. it's great though. It's I'm having a good time. Yeah. And uh, but it was so interesting cuz you know, I'm so used to performing for genuine comedy nerds who have seen so much comedy. Uh, and yeah. have, and love stand-up comedy so much that they want me to go down a rabbit hole. They want me to try something out and and they 
and they they know sort of all the hacky tropes and they don't want to hear those kind of jokes. These people were like, no, all we've seen are sort of stuff that's been covered and we were expecting more of that. This is different. I don't mind it. So they were nice people, but yeah. it was an interesting experience. Wow, that is that's I think being American and Canadian, they would they would have had uh, at least a, a better handle, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's weird who doesn't see stand-up comedy. There's a lot of people. That's like, true. I, I'm, yeah, yeah. I guess that makes yeah. sense. Um, uh, quick Dork Forest question for you. I, I was okay. dying to ask you this. Emo was on the show, although mostly it was his two fans making that documentary that were on with him. Right. And uh, so was... How can I put this? Was Emo in character the whole time? Cause this, he was. Okay. Because He was in character because when Emo is not in character, yeah, he's one of the smartest, most articulate yeah. guys in the world. Well, this when is he's the thing. in character... He's doing lines. Right, exactly. Well, I uh, t- told Marin that, you know, that was, we should be someone you should get on the, the podcast, obviously. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I tried, but he just will not come on because he doesn't want to break down that wall. And I, I spoke to him once, not on the podcast, when he would still, like, speak to me. Um, he's very sweet, by the way. He always wants, he emails me, he always tells me what's going on, but he's very reluctant to talk uh, if he doesn't have to. Yeah. And But I, I was able to talk to him for a piece, uh, probably for City Pages or Scene or one of those. And, um, we talked for a long time. We were talking about Cincinnati and then uh, how he will never play Go Bananas again, one of the few comics that won't, because he had a rough time with a bunch of hillbillies, uh, mm. which sounds more like the place you played uh, when you were here last time. But, um, <laughs> but it, at that point, finally, after 35 minutes, uh, the wall came down a little bit, and we talked a little seriously about audiences and things like that, and then vroom, went right back up. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, you know, that character, He's he spent so much time working on that character, and yeah. his writing... Is so beautiful oh and my so well crafted yeah. that he doesn't. I think there was a point in the in the early two thousand or late nineties when he just he did he wasn't going to do the character anymore, where he he let his hair grow out or he cut yeah. his hair super short, and he said the audiences genuinely turned on him, hmm. and so he was like, "Fine, I loved the character, so I'm just going to go back to the character." And so he's just kept the character, and he, I think he got burned. I don't think, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, this is speculative fiction as far as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But all I know is that when, when he does, when he's just talking to you like a person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a different, I mean, the character is him, yes. right? Yes. It's a caricature. Right. He's right. a man that plays the recorder and yeah. brings it with him places. <laughs> yeah. And his mind really works like that. I mean, he, he thinks, you know, yeah. he thinks of these things. And man, yeah. what, what a great joke writer. Holy cow. Oh my gosh! Young people, if you're listening, <laughs> here's here's one of my favorite jokes of his that uh, that <laughs> was uh, as he, he was learning how to speak Cuban, which is a lot like Spanish, but has fewer words for luxury items. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Pardo retold one. I, I guess they were hanging out at the Limestone Comedy Festival up there in uh, Indiana a last couple of weeks month. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I guess uh, Emo told us one on stage because uh, I'm. Uh, I'm divorced, which makes me sad because I wish I was a widower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he's just, it's just smarter than. Oh, yeah. Than it, sometimes you think smarter than it even needs to be. It's just so great. It is, yeah. And you just, you bless the guy for, for taking the, for being that guy. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, all right, ma'am. I'll let you get back to your uh, busy schedule there in New York City. And uh, we'll see you here in Cincinnati, I guess, next month or a little over a month from now. Yeah, August. Uh, I, I I don't. I think it's less less than a month. Um, I just had the schedule up here. I'm in your September schedule now because I think you're. Oh right, right. Next. Yeah, it's in August I'm August doing. August seventh. Yeah, 
it's it's if if you got listeners in Dayton and in Columbus, have them come out to that too. But it's yep. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Dayton. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll plug us at the back end of the show too, along with Crackers up in Indianapolis, uh, August thirteenth through the sixteenth. When Gen Con is happening, there Andy's going to be pitching his board game to board game developers. Oh, cool! And uh, and I'm going to be doing stand up. So all right, look for Andy Ashcraft's Brutiki, which is uh, essentially Norse gods discover the South Islands and go huh. native. All right. It's a bridge building kind of settlers kind of thing. Sounds anyway, thanks right. so much. No problem. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you uh, in August. Cool, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Jackie Cation for being on the show. You can catch Jackie August 13th through the 16th at Crackers in Indianapolis. You'll have to go to the Crackers website to figure out which one it is, if it's the one uh, out in the suburbs or the one downtown. And then August 21st, she is at the Rockwell in Los Angeles. That is uh, Las Vegas on Vermont. I'm not sure what that means, but if you're living in Los Angeles, I'm sure you know what that means. And then she's doing uh, Josh DiDanto's show in his backyard, as what it says on her calendar. And then August 28th through the 30th, you can catch her at Helium in Portland, Oregon. For all other Jackie Cation dates, links to the Dork Forest, which is her great podcast, just go to JackieCation.com. Easy as that. Now, if you're listening to this uh, any other way than through Podbean, like through iTunes or some other uh, podcasting service, uh, please go to pfradio.com podbean.com. We'll have all the links uh, relevant to today's show, including the one to Gary Goleman's site, so you can get the free copy of his CD, or just go to garygoleman.com. You can figure it out pretty easily. And let me see. Oh, the other uh, area of business we need to cover is the big uh, comedy festival here in Cincinnati. That's coming up at the end of August. That is the Brouhaha Comedy Festival. That's going to be taking place on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this year. It's a three-day event, so that's uh, August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd with headliners Bobcat Goldthwait, the Sklar Brothers, David Allen Greer, in that order, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We will be doing PF's tape recorder from Brouhaha on Saturday, August 23rd, probably around 4 p.m., probably uh, on one of the smaller music stages, I'm being told. Details to come, but uh, if you're in the area or you're traveling down to Cincinnati for the Brouhaha, which is a great time, uh, come check us out. It'll be around 4 o'clock, and uh, we should be on the schedule there, too. Easy to find. Brouhaha, it is free to see the comedy. Uh, you only have to pay if you want to drink, which is it's a wristband situation. And there'll be a lot of cool local food vendors there, including Eli's Barbecue, which uh, are not paying to advertise on the podcast. But it's really good stuff, so you should check that out, too. All right. So um, let me see. I'll forego the usual credits, uh, except to say so long, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.